What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is Wednesday, and look at this. We're keeping to our schedule. I did one on Monday. We're doing one on Wednesday. Not going to have one on Friday. You know why? Because I'm in Buffalo with Ryan Long. Excited for that. That guy had an awesome Rogan appearance. Those guys should become sitcom writers. Every time someone had a premise, the other guy's tagging it up. It was a good old episode. Anyways, me, BK, Chris, Ryan Long, this weekend in Buffalo. And also, show the fuck up this Wednesday night, Cafe Bohemia. Dude, I got a killer lineup. I'm trying to build a scene. Upstairs drinking, me, all my comedian friends. It's going to become a legendary thing where they talk about Wednesday nights at Cafe Bohemia until eventually the owner is like, wait, what kind of jokes are they making in this room? But for now, that owner's not showing up. He has no idea what kind of jokes we're making in this room. So until the owner finds out the kind of jokes that we're making in his fine, classy establishment that's otherwise a jazz bar the rest of the weekend, come hang out. You can We can be taking over-unders on how quickly we walk out the random NYU kids that show up. Last week, two minutes. I barked in these two NYU girls. I was like, hey, come down to our comedy show. They bought some tickets. They went down into the room. My friend Howie Dewey was up there talking about pedophiles, and they walked right right out. And then I went downstairs, and I yelled at Howie Dewey. So I was like, dude, I walked two underage women into a creepy basement, and you managed to walk them out by the time I even got back into this room. So come support. Wednesday nights, $5 tickets. Use promo code FIRE. And you have yourself a fun old evening. All right, that's all I got on that. There's no more plugging. Let's get uh, right into the news topics. Oh, look at this. We got topics for today. Let's do it. Dun 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 dun. Bum 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 Is McDonald's working with the FBI to plant pipe bombs on our railways? Is the Biden administration looting its bad losing its battle with airplane stairs? I should practice these. A 50-year-old man is the third person to be cured of AIDS, but will having unprotected anal sex with him cure your AIDS? When are scientists going to answer that question? That's the more important question. With the World Health Organization now having control of our emergency health responses, should you pre-buy door barricades so you can lock yourself into your home and avoid the government plywood damage to your aluminum siding? Lastly, are there any coronavirus conspiracies left from 2021? that are still left unverified by the scientists of 2023? And has anyone looked to see if maybe conspiracy theorists need to be further censored as they're actually manifesting reality? Has anyone given consideration to that? Maybe the reason why all these things are coming true is because these conspiracy theorists were actually putting together vision boards of bloodier vaginas, of kids croaking during football games. Maybe maybe the, maybe the people of Twitter, by putting all that information out there, are... Uh, are actually manifesting this reality. And uh, first comment of the day is a good, good, good is a good one. So I'll give credit to Benjamin Fain thanking me for covering my head. Hey, man, whatever I got to do to make people feel better about watching the Run Your Mouth podcast live. Still waiting for the droves of people to show up. Usually we get 40 people up in this live feed. Now it's just me and you, Benjamin Fain. And I don't want to be getting into all the important news topics. And then the people show up for the live show and they're like, man, I missed out on all the good action. Benjamin, anything else you want to talk about before uh, we move on into the rest of this uh, news programming? Any more insults about my fine head? I got an excellent bald head. I just didn't shave it today. So we're going with the Tim Pool out of the shower cover-up. All right. I don't know if you guys have been watching Biden out in the Ukraine tour, walking around, filming music videos, doing the Michael Jackson shuffle dance walk. They put on the cameras. And in Biden, he's showing off his his walking skills. And just in case you didn't see, um, uh, uh, just in case you didn't see Biden in action over there, shaking hands, hugging world leaders as if they're there to help. 
What is with the way that Joe Biden, Joe Biden hugs everyone like he thinks they're having an orgy later that night or like they're boo back from the dead. The way he hugs everyone, it's very handsy feely. Maybe he wasn't into those kids. Maybe that's just who he was around when the cameras were on because every hug that, that it's like someone told him that that guy has the cure to his dementia. Like they were bringing him to a place that they were actually going to make him regular again or maybe be able to get him out of the Iraq war. Maybe Biden is depressed like Fetterman and every time he goes somewhere, the people get him on the plane by going, oh, the person that we're going to be greeting on the other side of this can get you out of this situation and help you. And he goes, oh, my God, thank God you're here. Let me hold your face. Let me get up real close because I know that you're going to be able to wait. Why am I here again? Well, anyways, if you guys have missed um, Donald, uh, Donald Trump, I mean, not Donald Trump, if you guys have missed Biden, in all these areas, walking around, here's the uh, the the new Biden theme song. shuffle step it's the biden it's the biden dance that's gonna be what i do not that i go out to too many dance parties but the next time i'm on the dance bar I'll, I'll just do the biden it's the it's a little slow shuffle step a little slow almost like you like you are moving but you are moving at the same time maybe he thinks he can reverse time and get us out of this uh um this war if uh if he walks slowly enough so i had some other thoughts on uh him out there so this was biden secretly travels to ukraine in show of support and here if this wasn't one of the most governmenty turns of phrases you've ever seen in your entire life this was uh i read this in week magazine it was for deconfliction purposes that's why he went over there to deconflict this they're calling uh putin a war criminal uh they're visiting with all the allies they're sending more money over to the ukraine and it's for deconfliction purposes that's how they're they're deconflicting this by sending more military aid and more gear to the conflict region because that's going to de-conflict it. That that's how you de-escalate the conflict is by is by is by escalating it. That that's government doublespeak for you. Us being over there and showing even more support for Ukraine is actually de-conflicting this. And then of course Putin responded by calling us a bunch of pedophiles, which is always fun. It doesn't matter what's going on. If you can just call the other side a bunch of pedophiles, it's a good time. And the left started it when they just started calling everybody a racist. That's what they were doing. Didn't matter what you were doing. They were going, well, well, you're a racist. And so now the new thing is you just call people on the pet left a bunch of pedophiles. It, it's fun that, like, I guess when it comes to government propaganda, uh, it's weird that we kind of left Russia with the ability to go, well... Uh, we're going to uphold Christian values in the world. Isn't that odd? Like, when was the last time in America you've gotten preached to with the Christian values propaganda? And so Putin's over there just going, oh, look at this wonderful piece of historic propaganda that I get to run with because U.S. just left on the table. It's like Don, uh, Davey Smith has said this on the podcast more than once where, like, uh, Donald Trump just was able to, like, go, oh, look, someone just left aces. 
that's what this feels like with the with Putin getting in there and goes, well, we're going to defend Christian values because over there, um, they're a bunch of pedophiles. Uh, and then apparently while they were over there in Ukraine, they were blasting the uh, sirens, like the raid sirens, which was apparently they needed to wake up Joe. He went over there and they just they couldn't get him awake. So they started doing that. Um, all right. What else do we got from his little journey over there? Changing topics, but before we do, let's plug YoDelta.com, um, you know, where you can get yourself some Deltas. You don't have to go find your drug dealer. You don't have to even take the time to pack a bowl. That's how lazy I am. Do you really want to smell like weed? Do you really want to have to break up your flour? Do you want to have to go get your flour? You don't want to do none of that stuff. So all you got to do is go to YoDelta.com. They'll send you some vape pens right to your door. And this is the good stuff where you don't have to smell like your weed. And you don't have to be, like, overwhelmingly high. This is a show-up-to-a-party, feel sociable, enjoy yourself because you're there type of stoned. You use promo code RYM, you get yourself 20% off. And if you do want to go to the moon, well, you can get yourself a big-ass bag of gummies. All right, let's take a couple comments. We got Sean Tompton. There's one female here, so RYM is officially not gay. Not true until you put out, Shauna. That's uh, that's what they... You got to track down a random person in the chat and make everyone collectively feel less gay for being here. I hope that's not creepy to say. Jeff, Biden had a mark to show him where to stand for the cameras. Um, that is probably accurate. Nicole Crock, two females. Oh, my God. We're being dominated... Our, uh, our chat's being dominated by females today. And then Lazy Eye Bear. Yeah, great move. Fucking pederast. All right. Um, so now let's go talk about this operation going on in East Palestine. Now they're acknowledging that there was, in fact, a problem. That cloud of smoke that we all saw in the skies being celebrated, being distributed on Twitter. We weren't making that up. We weren't just seeing clouds of smoke that didn't exist. It wasn't like Lost where maybe there is a cloud of smoke. Maybe there isn't a cloud of smoke. Maybe the people are dead. Maybe they aren't dead. No. We were in fact accurate when we saw this giant cloud of smoke in the skies, and now that we've given enough shit to our government, they're finally ready to address it. So first, we've got Pete Buttigieg. He's on the scene, and here's what he had to say. Buttigieg and feels fright rail reforms in wake of East Palestine derailment. And what do you have to say? Pete Buttigieg was up there. He gave a formal press conference, and he said, we think there's a problem with friction, and so we're going to re recommend proper lubricants to all those conducting trains. There you go. That was from uh, Pete Buttigieg. Um, no, here's what he really said. I, that, was, uh, that was obviously a mean-spirited joke, so here's what he really said. He said, what we have to do is we got to roll back everything that Trump said because we stand for the people in the middle, but not just the people in the middle. We also want to support the people on the bottom. So we're going to take reforms. We're going to roll back everything that Trump did because actually, you know, Trump rolled back. So we're going to roll. We're going to re-roll forward all of the things that Trump got rid of to support the people on the top and the people in the middle. And really what we're going to do is just take action against the people on the top that we gave permission to uh, blow up the rail to and then said that everything was fine for a little while. Uh, and then he said he's going to go down to the town and um, he's actually going to visit the town. And I assume that when he gets there, he's going to go, why the fuck does this whole town smell like assholes? Do no one teach these people how to wash? That's what happens when you get a town without any gay people. No one knows how to wash their assholes. I mean, we haven't gotten into that press conference yet because he hasn't actually visited it, but it's going to happen. All right. And then we got Poop Buttigieg says he plans to visit East Palestine with focus on action. So is he saying that the current people there aren't concerned with action? What, they got a, they got a current exploratory committee that's not concerned with safety or action? 
Because isn't that what you're saying? He goes, well, we already sent a team down there, but when I get down there, that's when we're going to get serious about safety in action. So then maybe you should get down there right away. I mean, if you're saying that the situation is dangerous and that you're the only person who can actually be focused on action, don't you need to be going right away? Why are you sending your teams, the, the inactive teams there first? Sounds to me like you're not even taking the situation seriously. Now, are you, Pete Buttigieg? Here was the next thing that he had to say. This is from Reuters. This represents an important moment. This, I can't read today. This represents an important moment to redouble our efforts to make this far less likely to happen again. So you're going to redouble from nothing, redoubling for something. How, how, how much more of an effort is this going to be? What, what, what were the current efforts that you're now redoubling to do even more? I love the phrase, of the, we're going to redouble our efforts. It's their way of going, well, we were always taking this seriously, but now we're going to take it even more seriously. And we're, out of an extreme abundance of caution, we're going to redouble our efforts. And so you can ensure that from the, I mean, before we had the situation completely and totally under control, there was no reason for anyone to be doing any more work than they were ever doing. But now we're going to ramp up our efforts to an extreme abundance of caution. We were in a normal level of caution. So now we're going to the extreme abundance level. And in order to get to the extreme abundance level of caution, we're going to have to redouble our efforts because we had already doubled them. We were at a good level of effort. Then there was a situation, so we doubled our effort. And then when we realized that people on Twitter was actually noticing the fact that we were bullshitting and hadn't done anything, we came forward and we said we're going to redouble them. That's where we're at now. Redoubled efforts with extreme levels of cautions. What else we got? This was from the, uh, I think the same article. We are advancing the requirement on two-person crews on the trains. If you're going to have a good train, you need at least two people operating it, Buttigieg said on Tuesday. Believe it or not, the rail industry has been pushing to be allowed to have trains only have one human being on board. Imagine what happens if there's an issue on a train that's a mile long or longer. So you got trains that are a mile longer, longer, but two people can handle the situation? I mean, if the thing's going to collide and explode and you got a mile long thing of chemicals, is there any situation where two people is going to be better than one person? I guess this is part of the redoubling of the efforts of nonsense. You, you take things that wouldn't matter and don't work and you double them. Doesn't this all kind of feel like that famous scene of Mad Men? Not a show that I watched. To be honest, I'm too dumb and it was a little bit too slow for me. But I watched a fair amount of scenes. And then I pretend when I work professionally in marketing that I know what to do because of the random scenes that I've watched in Mad Men. That's the extent by which I am actually formally trained to work in marketing are random scenes that I've watched. And then I'll recall one of those scenes when I come up with a situation in a meeting and I'll be like, oh, well, I know exactly how to handle this. I'll say something really informative, but really it's just because I saw the one scene in Mad Men. But you guys know that scene when uh, all of a sudden turns out that the Lucky Strike cigarettes are dangerous? And then he goes, well, what's the process with your cigarettes? And he goes, well, we do this, we do that, we do this. And he goes, all right, we'll say that it's toasted. And they go, well, everyone's toasted. Yeah, but if we're the only ones saying that we're toasted, then people think that the cigarettes are healthy. Because they'll think that all the other cigarettes aren't toasted. And so our, our cigarettes aren't dangerous because they are toasted. I think that was the gist of it. That's what this feels like with the, well, we're going to take immediate action. And we're doubling. What can we double? Well, most of these crew trains just have one member on them. So we're going to put two people on them. Okay, problem solved. Get me in front of a news conference. As a gay man, I'm, I'm prepared to talk about trains. We're going to have more we're going to add more people to the trains. That's how we're going to make these trains better. He basically took his approach to orgies and applied it to safety standards. 
where he said, if that's what's going to get uh, the diet, that's how we improved our weekly trains. We added more people to it. How many conductors they have on this thing? One? That's not enough. We need at least two. And then he goes, all right, problem solved. I clearly fixed that. And that was last week. We were talking about that they were saying that this was Trump's fault because he got rid of the brakes, but then they never actually said that there was a problem with the brakes. Is all this making you feel better that government's actually got this situation under control? You got Pete Buttigieg out there going, here's a thing that we're going to enforce that probably doesn't make any difference whatsoever. All right, next article on this. But first, let's see. We got some comments. What do we got going on in the chat? Here's a long one. Hi. I want to offer a promotion of your channel viewers. Followers, views, chatbots. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Auto on and credibility. Flexible and convenient order management panel. Everything is in your hands. Turn it on, off, customize. Go to DAW. You know, come on, bots. You can't, can't you be a little bit more succinct? I come into the chat. I'm trying to interact with the good fellas watching the show. All the ladies out here offering up their cooches. And you're gonna you're gonna clog up my channel with this kind of promotion that doesn't even have a clear call to action. All right, it sounds like exponential bullshit. I agree with that. Uh, Rogel, sup, Robbie, longtime listener, first time live. Lives where the real action is. Jeff Gordon's mom, Robbie the Fire, is seriously solving problems. There you go. And last one, that guy is redoubling his sales efforts. <laughs> Accurate. All right, this is from AP. More coverage of what's going on with these trains. EPA used its authority under the federal Superfund law to order Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. So are they now admitting to the fact that there's contaminated air and water? Was there air and water that they had said before was totally okay? But then after everyone on Twitter was like, hey, that looks like a giant fucking cloud in the sky. Are you sure that all the water and air is clear? And then you had people coming up and going, hey, you're telling me that this water's clean, but I see dead fishes in it. Are they all of a sudden changing their minds? Why didn't they all, why, why didn't Twitter work better when it came to the vaccine stuff? We were all fucking questioning it, and they just stuck to their stories. But then all of a sudden, maybe this one was too obvious, or maybe because it was an environmental thing, dealing with little small people in small towns, it was able to actually turn the story. Or maybe we were being lied to the whole time, and really the EPA was on site saying, hey, this water's fucking contaminated. But it seems to me, like after two weeks of coverage, and them telling people that their homes were safe, the water was safe, they're suddenly realizing, oh, we are not going to be able to get away with this cover-up. And so now they're out there going, not only are we taking care of it, we're going to we're gonna hold the company responsible. So I don't get it. Are you guys now admitting that they're taking all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water? So what's contaminated? Can we at least know that? And is it just local? Or is all that shit that you sent into the sky actually going to be affecting other areas as well? Let's continue. Norfolk Southern will pay for cleaning up the mess that they created and the trauma that they inflicted on this community. So now we're acknowledging there's trauma and contamination. Okay, EPA Minister Michael Reagan vowed at a news conference in East Palestine. I know this order cannot undo the nightmare that families in this town have been living with, but it will begin to deliver much-needed justice for the pain that Norfolk Southern has caused. So in other words, the EPA is going up going, yep, their fault. I know that it was traumatic when we told you guys that you could return to your house, everything was fine, and it clearly all smelt like farts in this town, but that was their fault, so we're going to hold them responsible for it. All right, uh, here we go. 75 scene. It's near Cleveland. When I think clean air and water, Cleveland is my first thought. Oh, I guess that's all we... Uh, was that all the train covers I had? 
I guess that was all I had on the train coverage. So, um, be curious to see if at any point in time we get actual information about the uh, levels of pollution in the area, exactly what protocol was taken in the decision to blow up that train, if there was bribes by this billion-dollar train industry to local officials or EPA officials, and then what exactly changed over the three weeks that now it seems like they're actually taking action. The protocol should not be, hey, let's see if we can cover things up, but if the Internet gets mad enough at us about it, then we're going to change course. I mean, I guess at least it's good when they listen to us. And then us, as the shouters of Twitter and the Internet space, almost have to wonder, what was it about this one that actually got them to um, change their ways as opposed to the years of the corona story? Don Lemon to return to CNN will undergo formal training, follow a sexist comments, network boss says. And I see this and I start wondering, is CNN not being inclusive of gay men? Because the comment he made was just standard gay cattiness. And now you've got CNN throwing their predominantly, their predominant gay male anchor. Firstly, they already take the guy off of primetime. Then they have to shove him between two women that he doesn't feel comfortable around. Throws off the whole dynamics because he's there. He's not even sexually attracted to these women in any capacity whatsoever. So he's just sitting there being basically more of a bro than any of us would be broing out. And so the dynamics are already off and weird because he got two hot chicks and a guy. And he's not even trying to impress the two women because he doesn't care. He could care less about how they, they, they'd be coming in every single day with uh, the wax from the wax job that they got last night saying, look at all the hair that is no longer on my vagina. This thing is well kept. This thing is well maintained. They could be coming in with yoga leggings, going in to take a shower, getting dolled up and sitting right down next to this man, and he could care less. So already the chemistry on this show is just completely bonkers. And it seems to me like CNN is now turning their back that first they put this guy into an uncomfortable environment where viewers obviously aren't going to understand the chemistry here because it's visually, it's it's just off by the nature of these individuals that they've mashed together. And then you don't just have that problem. Then he just acts the way a gay man would act and go, oh, listen, sugar, you ain't all that up in your prime. You're aging bitch just like the rest of them dumb bitches. That's the kind of thing, that's the way these people talk. He's trying to relate to his viewers and to his personal community. And then CNN shames him. And now they're going to make him take retraining classes. And what are the retraining classes going to do? Are you going to try and turn the guy straight? Is that what you guys are going to do? Or are you going to give him a dumb shits class where you just don't say dumb shit? Good luck with that one. All right. Don Lemon returns to CNN as network reportedly warned that he is one strike away from getting fired. Let's take it in the comments. Over under on three months or should we make the marker six months? How much longer do you guys think? Don Lemon's CNN career is going to last. I'm putting it out there. Who wants to be the bookie of this operation? Run your mouth, bookies.com for private wagers that are legal under the guise of that they are taking place in offshores. It's offshore betting by onshore people. If this is not a real website, the website doesn't even exist. But who wants to make it? Who wants to be the run your mouth bookie for random prop bets? Where's Harrington when you need him? Okay. Anyways, I'll take it in the chat. You guys think Don Lemon's making it three months? Or do you think, what, what, what do you think, what do you think Don Lemon will do within the next three months to lose his job? Do you think they just have enough of him in the bad ratings? Do you think maybe he leaves and then he teams up with Brian Stelter? That would be a fun show. Imagine that would make for a good hate watch. 
Um, all right, here we go. How long do you think it will take for Pfizer to produce a vax for vinyl chloride poisoning? Uh, who knows? Maybe they already had that beforehand. How's that for a conspiracy theory? Um, and as a former resident of Navy land, it's Norfolk. I don't know what that means. Stephen Decker had the better comment. Trash man, during Black History Month, they take their black gay stuff off the air for offending some ladies. That makes sense. Rogue LG, next he'll be hosting LemonParty.com. All right, we'll take two more. Uh, Nicole Cry, I think it's dead birds are a good omen for you, Robbie. Such a funny episode of Part of the Problem in Detroit. I do agree. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, six months, we got a bed in. Six months, five bucks. Um, Lemon is less gay than Stelter. That could be factually accurate as well. Man, you know what? I don't even know why I prepare the show. All the news is right here. It's the people in the chat coming with the good information. We're taking more bets. Email me. I'll take the action. No, I, I'll take the action that on Rogel LG, you said six months for five, which means you're taking the over on the three months. I'll take the under on three months. I will take that action. All right. Uh, next story. And um, this is a uh, situation in Ukraine seems to be escalating. It seems to be going in the wrong direction where China kind of seems to be stepping in and going, you know what? We're, we're playing a game here where it's who can enact a little bit more pain. And sadly, it's not just an action of who can enact a little bit more pain. World leaders are now, they're, they're playing an ego game here where it's um, who's just going to walk out of this thing for no reason uh, and staying in the fight for no reason other than to go, hey, look, I was able to make the other guy blink. So at this point, Biden's redoubling because that's what they do. He's actually going over there. We're sending more money in. We're trying to make sure that all hands are on deck. We're, we're, we're trying to scold the American people into thinking that Ukraine is so important to the American people that we we got to fund their pension funds. We might be break, broke over here. But when it comes to the situation in Ukraine, we, we this thing is so important. We even got to make sure that their retirements are, hey, if we're going to bribe these people to stay in a fight with us for no other reason than for me making look Putin look bad, we're going to have to make sure that at least these people have some money in their pockets because even they, that, that's what we're doing. We're, we're just letting countless Ukrainian people die while we keep them in an unwinnable fight that escalates and slowly brings us closer to World War III, and for what reason? And if there was anyone to possibly fear, I'm not trying to be a China hawk here, but I would think, hey, let's try and prove to the fact that we can be collaborative with people, and if not, let's at least try and gang up on China. If we're already going to try and not live the example of being collaborative with people, I would think you would want Russia on your side. But instead, we put ourselves into a situation where you have Ryan, uh, where before we escalate and we start this thing, we don't make sure that China's going to get our back. And guess what? Right at the start of this thing, China's like, yeah, we're going to keep continue trading with, uh, with Russia. And so the whole thing's doomed to fail from the start because Russia's still working with, Tur uh, with, uh, with India. They're still working with China. They're still working with Iran. You start getting really scared about shit when you start realizing how many citizens live in all these countries and the fact that they might start trading with each other. And who knows? Maybe this is going to be the worst thing that ever happened to the dollar. I ain't saying that for sure. I'm just saying, who knows? Maybe that this was a blunder in terms of the fact that we could just be working together. We could just be involved in free trade, and we could not be getting countless Ukrainians killed. But instead, we decided that that Nord Stream thing couldn't exist. We had to get, get Putin into a war, which is costing us money as well. And what we seem to be doing is pushing China closer to Russia and pushing other nations of the world to realize, oh, 
that United States of America doesn't play very nicely in getting people to move away from working with us and moving away from the United States dollar. Now, is all of those things definitely going to come to fruition? No. I'm just saying that these are the things that we're playing around with while pretending like there could be no negative consequences whatsoever to the actions that we're taking globally. Um, some of the most recent information in regards to both uh, people moving away from the U.S. dollar and then also China not getting our back and just working with Russia. If anything, it almost seems like China's escalating to go, hey, looks like America's not going to look good in this one, so let's help out Russia and actually make sure that they walk away with a, walk away with a loser. And then who knows, maybe they're thinking this is going to be our opportunity to take Taiwan because what happened in Ukraine is going to be so unpopular that we can go ahead and start being more aggressive and no one in America is going to say shit because they just saw how poorly the ventures in Ukraine went. So maybe that's how they're uh, stepping into this, or maybe they're just uh, getting a little sick of us and they're like, all right, it's time to start bully back a little bit. So let's read this. This is from yesterday's Wall Street Journal. China rethinks war stance. Kiev's resiliency drives wider economic ties to Russia, consideration of a ceasefire push. China's leadership is growing worried that increased Western military support for Ukraine will severely weaken Russia, a key partner for Beijing, in its heightened competition with U.S. and its allies. Ukraine's robust battlefields resistance has prompted a rethink in Beijing, make it more inclined to push for a ceasefire to prevent further Russia setbacks or an even larger scale defeat people close to Chinese decision-making say. The reconsideration has led to Beijing further expanding its economic ties with Moscow, China is looking to increase its imports of Russian oil, gas, and farm goods, forge more joint energy partnerships in the Arctic, and increase China's investments in Russian railways and ports. Unclear is how this will translate into any changes in Beijing's restraint from providing Moscow with military support, a possibility highlighted by Secretary of State Antony Blinken's remarks with this weekend that Washington had informed that Beijing was weighing providing lethal support to Moscow. Some foreign policy strategists in Beijing have raised the question of whether China should consider providing military support to Russia for defensive. It's the U.S. side, not the Chinese side, that's providing an endless flow of weapons. Blah, blah, blah. You guys can read the rest of this on your own. Uh, just highlighting that this whole situation is continuing to escalate. It's flowing in the wrong direction. I almost think that the only way that we're going to get out of this thing is kind of like when a company engages in fraud and they throw out the CEO and then they go, that was that guy. We've got new people in here. We're doing our best to work for our for, for our customers. And we're taking these actions. And we can't believe what that last CEO did. And blah, 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 blah. I almost think that the American people are going to have to do that with the Biden administration. And there was a video. Uh, well, actually, we just did part of the problem, which is out today, coming out tomorrow uh, for all you YouTube watchers. We did uh, do a breakdown of DeSantis, um, who was loosely opposing the Ukrainian war. Then he had Donald Trump, who, uh, while he said some really dumb shit about kids in schools being prosecuted by, like, the Department of Justice. I didn't even watch that video. I just saw the, the, uh, the, like, the little headlines. I did watch the video where he was talking about the situation in Ukraine, um, which is unlike the approach that uh, Kaylee Haley, whatever that lady from the U.N. rhetoric was. But I think that's the only way that we're going to de-escalate this is if a... Uh, Republican stands up, makes very honest claims about what is going on in Ukraine, how bad of a policy this is, how much death we are responsible for, 
someone actually being on a debate stage and calling out Biden for how un- inhumane he is, because their sale here is, oh, we are helping the Ukrainian people, and that is not true. We are keeping them in an unwinnable fight with total reckless disregard for the deaths of their citizens. And we could be de-escalating this, toning it down, and yeah, it's not good. What Putin did wasn't good, but at least we could uh, be realizing that fighting, I mean, this is like the most hokey, gayest, fucking hippie dance, strum up your drums, beat your things, show your tits, and play your ukulele type thing anyone's ever said in humanity. But it's like, we could just get along with them, but instead, we're throwing a lot of death into the world while also pretending to be that this is helpful, that we're helping the Ukrainian people. So you need someone to call out Biden and really educate everyone about how inhumane this actually is and that he is responsible for it. And then I think if we can actually have a winning coalition that in some regards is, hey, we got to throw these monsters out because of this incredible blunder of the Ukrainian war, then at least we might be able to turn around to these other people and go, yep, we should not have voted for the guy with dementia who couldn't walk or talk. That was a mistake. That was our bad. And uh, moving forward, we're not going to try and escalate wars for no reason. Uh, I, I don't think that this whole thing, like, uh, that's almost the best case scenario for de-escalation. Uh, unless, of course, um, it's the other theory that Putin's actually dying of cancer and then we end up getting a new administration in Russia that is more in line with American interests. All right, uh, let's do a couple quick topics. We can take some comments before we do. Also, Robbie, look into the Hong Kong MMA. I, I don't know what that says. Trash man. This entire war makes Trump look better since it never started under his watch and he tried to improve relations with Putin. Ray Ancamp. Can't wait for Russia, China to invade so I can betray the USA and commit acts of treason against our pedo elite. Well, comments are getting crazy. All right, let's cover a couple random topics and then let's call it an episode. First, we got Trump going to visit East Palestine. I mean, Trump's been throwing some crazy shit out there. And I also think that he's going to have a problem overcoming his support for uh, the vaccines. And then also uh, the January 6th chaos where... I think he really showed his cards of just caring about himself and that he both talked those people into it, seemed to have zero proof for ev- uh, for voter fraud in any capacity whatsoever. The whole thing, in my opinion, makes him look like a pretty lowly individual. Uh, but he's having some wins here now where he's talking out against the Ukrainian war, and he's also making the administration look bad because he's, uh, you know, he's going to go highlight some of the failures this administration, like actually showing up to East Palestine. And, of course, he'll probably show this whole town smells like farts. I'm sorry that Biden turned his back on your entire town, made it smell like farts here. When I'm in, I'm going to make your town smell great again, okay? Your town's going to smell so good. All right, next we got factories burning in warm winters. There was this thing going on on Twitter about a pipe bomb being tied to some train line going through, uh, I think it was Philadelphia. Then there was another one where this lady's like, why are there all these trains in the middle of my field? I live out in the middle of fields of California, and you got all these trains out here. And so then also last year, we had all this talk about um, all these food factories that were being built, being burned. 
And I just want to point out that uh, none of this is actual news. And what I mean by actual news is I don't know how many incidents there are in a typical year. I have no idea. How many times is there typically a, a, a railroad collision? I understand that I've never seen before in my life a giant cloud of black smoke being sent into the sky because they decided to bomb vinyl chloride. But what are even like the actual or actuary numbers on how often you're going to have a rail disaster? Or maybe like we legitimately have aging infrastructure and so they'll take stock of the fact of, oh, look, we have to stop ignoring these things. Um, but I, I, until like there's actual numbers on how many incidents are typical at factories or how reliant we are on any one of these things to actually have the supplies that we need. I'm just pointing out that this is like just another example of the what I call the Jaws phenomenon. And I call it that because I read in a book at some point in time, people were more afraid to get into the oceans the year that Jaws came out. Or it's like if three of your friends won the lottery and then you're like, oh, man, look, everyone's winning the lottery now. It's not really the way it works. And so when you see these articles that are just kind of highlighting random events, it's just it's just more fear mongering, which I don't want to engage in. I want everyone to know that everything's perfectly fine all of the time. Um, you had a Kavanaugh rape victim that admits to lying. So that's one out of three already out. That's got to be one of the weirdest stories ever that for a full two weeks we were yelling about that someone who was going to the Supreme Court was going to be a rapist. Uh, then he gets to the Supreme Court, and then, you know, you never hear about his rapiness anymore. What even happens to that lady who was working for the CIA, who was over at Stanford, who was the primary claim that back when he was drinking, he flashed his wiener at her, three of his friends were going to hold her down, and then she made a run for it, magically escaped, and now she's got to live in a house with two, with two doors, and she hates flying, but she's willing to do it for vacation because vacations are a good time. So she can overcome her deathly fear that's the result of Kavanaugh. And, of course, it was something that she never quite spoke out about until it was a big thing and helpful for the Democrats. And then I guess there's still one lady left out there. So we've got one lady who's down for the count. She's admitted that she's lying. But who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, rape victim reinforcements where they can, they'll, they'll bring forward new claims, where other people go, oh, I never wanted to say nothing. But then when I found out that one of the people dropped out and there were only two claims against her, and then I realized that maybe they're going to stop believing all women because clearly one of these women wasn't correct. So now I got to come forward and I got to say something. And then who knows, maybe one of those ladies will fall, but that will inspire four more to come forward. Starts getting a little bit confusing. Um... Oh, we'll close on this. How is Project Veritas making that much money? I mean, all right. I, I We've talked about it more than once. I wasn't a huge fan of their work. I thought they came to it in shady ways. I thought that they very rarely had bombshells. When they did have bombshells, they dressed it up. And you had to watch all sorts of things. And let me tell you, when you're watching that stuff, I don't think I ever saw an advertisement. So I guess they're pulling in millions of dollars a year from donors. I'll go, I'll go have sex with men and then get them to admit to things on cameras. How many millions of dollars are we, were they putting up for the Project Veritas? Who wants to be on the Run Your Mouth board of directors? You guys can even oust me from Run Your Mouth. That could be fun. I get ousted from my own show by a board of directors that weren't even bringing in money. I mean, it's not that hard for me to just create a new channel under a new name. So it's not like, but who knows? Maybe we'll, and then I could be formally of Run Your Mouth Enterprises before I was uh, thrown out of the board um, that I had created. I just want to know 
who is who is Project Veritas's big backers that they're bringing in twelve million dollars a year, and like why was that much money even being spent with them? Anyone got any answers? Anyone want to volunteer to be on the Run Your Mouth Enterprises board and attract some of this hooker gay sex money to get people to admit things in front of camera? I'll start doing candid camera moments. You don't think I can get admissions out of people? After trying, after pretending like I'm being on a date and I'm teasing that they're going to get to have sex with my butthole. You don't think I can do that? I can do that. Let's go. Project Veritas donors who have realized that your money was maybe being spent on car rides, dance parties. I can promise you, I won't waste any of your money on dance parties. Maybe corporate barbecues, uh, maybe private jets, but not one penny of your money will get wasted on a disco party. Maybe a cover band. I could see ourselves doing an expensive cover band barbecue that we pretended was going to bring in other investors because it becomes a Ponzi scheme of who's going to invest money with us so we can hire other male prostitutes to try and get admissions from people on screen. It's kind of like Diet Epstein, if you think about it, just using adult gay hookers instead of kid gay hookers. And I'm sure we can find someone who worked over there before. It's just, uh, it's just a sales script, but for gay hooker admissions uh, from people who work at CNN or other places while they're drunk on a date. So if you want to join the uh, Run Your Mouth uh, board of directors for uh, Run Your Mouth Enterprises and uh, somehow get us donors with millions of dollars to further our important investigative journalism, I'll even leave the living room. What we can do on the street reporting, you think I'm limited to just doing reports with this same backdrop right behind me that I promised to uh, change at the beginning of the year and then just didn't because I'm lazy? But studio improvements, they'll, they'll come at some point. All right, everybody, that is our show. Thank you for hanging out with us. It was a pleasure to spend this morning with you. Be back next week on Monday for another episode, and then on Wednesday for another episode. I'd like to be at least three days a week, so we're, we're going to find a third day. Maybe I'll start doing Saturdays on the road. Probably not. That's a lie because I got to prepare for live podcasts. We'll figure something out so that we can spend more time together. I swear, baby, I'm not cheating on you with other podcasts. All right. That's it for our show. Hey, if you're in the city tonight, come hang out Wednesday, Cafe Bohemia. I'm there. Bunch of pals doing a good comedy show, hanging out upstairs, drinking. It's a good old time. Come hang out. And then uh, got this weekend in Buffalo with Ryan Long. Then I got something in Pennsylvania with Davey Smith skiing with Kyle Ruff. Coming out for that one, up at Steamboat, doing two comedy shows. That is it for this episode. We're done. We did it. Have a great day.